Jasper Wayne right now. Let's chat some tennis. Alex Demonor, he suffered, he suffered a loss, but nevertheless, he has actually moved up one world ranking. He's gone from 10 and gone up to 9. And to chat all about that and a few other things happening in the world of tennis is tennis writer for The Age, Mark McGowan. Hello, Mark. Hey, guys. How are you? We're going good, thanks. Uh, Alex Demonor, he did lose to uh, the Australian Open champion in Sinner at... Uh, the uh, is it Rotterdam title? The Rot- yeah, the Rotterdam Open. Yeah, Rotterdam Open. Uh, how did you assess the loss? He was pretty good leading in. I think he only dropped one set in the whole lead up to to the final, but it wasn't meant to be for Alex Demonor. Oh look, it, it, incredibly tough competition. I mean, as you, you mentioned there, the Yannick Sinner is the Australian Open champion and has barely lost a match to be honest since October last year. He's the hottest player on the tour. Um, and Demon has had a really difficult time with him. Um, he's had a real breakthrough since the start of last year. He's beat 10 top 10 players in that time. Um, but every time he's running to Sinner, it's always been a, a bit of an issue. So we saw him last year make his first Masters 1000 final in Toronto, ran into Sinner there and, and lost, and then also in the Davis Cup final last year. This is now the, the seventh loss in as many meetings with the Italian. So... It is a, a, a bit of a problem. There's no doubt he's a bit of a nemesis. But Alex actually took a real step here, I thought. He, he's playing some incredible tennis right now. We saw him at, at the Australian Open almost make a quarterfinal heartbreaking loss to Russian Andrei Rublev. Um, but he managed to beat Rublev on the way to the Rotterdam final. And against you know, he, he had some real chances here. He, was, he went down a break in both sets, but managed to break back both occasions. Um, unfortunately, wasn't able to go on with the job there, but from what I've seen of his matches last year compared to what I saw the other night, um, there seems to be some real progress against Sinner. So hopefully he's going to get him soon. Um, they're pretty good mates, I think, of course, but uh, off the, the uh, court. But he um, he's getting a little bit sick of him by the sound of it. He, he got a little bit upset with the press. Well, I don't I don't know if he was getting upset, but he was... Um, that, that enough. That <laughs> in particular is... Um, <laughs> He can uh, he can annoy the the players a little bit, and he's, he's an Italian journo, and he's obviously very proud of what what Yannick's achieving right now. And look, Sinner's now ranked world number three, the highest ranked Italian ever. Um, so there's obviously a lot of excitement around him, and he constantly asks asks Alex about Sinner. Um, and obviously, look, look as you mentioned, they're very very good friends. Um, they always say a lot of great things about each other. But um, Alex, that obviously had one question too many about uh, about Yannick Sinner. Uh, Mark, uh, despite the loss, Alex Demonor, he does go up into ninth on the world rankings. What does is, what is a top 10 ranking consistently mean for Alex Demonor as he continues to tour around the world? Yeah, look, he, he made it into the top 10 for the first time at the start of this year, had that brilliant run at the United Cup where he beat three straight top 10 players, including Novak Djokovic. Um, that got him into the top 10. He'd slipped to number 11 since then, but as you've mentioned, he's gone back up a couple of spots to a career high at number 9. Now, basically what that means is it's just going to allow him to have a higher seeding when he enters different tournaments. And what that generally means is you're going to get a, an easier draw. Now, a top 8 seeding at a Grand Slam is, is hugely advantageous, and it means that you're going to play a lower-ranked player right up until the quarterfinals, if you can make it that far. Now, Alex has only ever made one Grand Slam quarterfinal, so he's agonisingly close right now to that top eight seeding. 
Um, and right now, to be honest, as, as I wrote in my uh, my article um, after his semi-final win in Rotterdam, he's playing as well as anyone outside probably the top four players in the world, and that's Novak Djokovic, Carlos Alcaraz, um, Yannick Sinner, and Daniil Medvedev. And he's beaten Medvedev as well, and, and as I touched on before, he beat Novak only uh, a month or so ago. Mm. So he's playing some incredible tennis, clearly the best tennis of his life. Now he needs to get that breakthrough at, uh, at the Grand Slams, and entire rankings should help that. Uh, a name that we've got to go down a fair way to find is uh, Nadal. Where, where's he at, and what are we? What, what are your expectations with him this year? Yeah, look, it's a tough one. Um, I think we'd all love to know exactly where where Rafa's at. Um, he's obviously a, a crowd favourite, uh, you know, across the world. Every country loves loves Rafa. He, he's been a great champion, but he's obviously had some some injury issues, particularly in the last sort of year or so. I think we, we all expect to still see him at the French Open. Um, as we know, he didn't play at the Australian Open. He didn't feel quite ready, even though he had made the trip across and he played in Brisbane. Um, look, I think we all know this, this is the sort of the dying stages of his career. Um, and he has suggested in the past that this may even be it. This, this mm. year could be um, the final year of his career. So I think I'd be very surprised if he wasn't in a position to play at the French Open. That's where we know he's won double digits. Grand Slam titles and he's been you know, the king of clay um, you'd assume though he'd need to be playing some clay court events before that and, and we're right, getting right up into the clay court season now so you'd hope we're going to see Rafa very very soon One more before we let you go Mark uh, Carlos Alcaraz he did suffer a loss in, in the semi-final in the Argentinian Open is his form starting to waver a bit or should fans not be too concerned about that loss? Oh look I wouldn't go too far um, in suggesting that. He's still making it deep into these events, made a quarterfinal at the Australian Open. This is the thing, he, he's still very, very young. Um, but because he's, he's been world number one, he's now sitting world number two, we have these really high expectations that we forget about the age. We just expect now that he's going to, well, whether it's going to be a final or a title every single week, and, and it's just not realistic. Um, it's just not going to happen. I think we've been blessed with what we've seen with Novak and I think we're probably at a point now where we really need to appreciate just how consistently great um, Novak has been over a long time, and it's set an incredibly high bar for the rest of the players on the tour. Alcaraz is a special talent, and he's yep. still making it deep into tournaments. He's just possibly, at this young stage of his career, a little bit more vulnerable than, than saying Novak is. Mm. Well, Mark, we really appreciate your time here on Sports Breakfast to chat about everything happening in the tennis world. Uh, thank you again, and hope you have a great day.